Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Big news. The results are the results are in. The tallies have been tallied or whatever it is. The votes have been have been tallied. Yeah. Yeah. That what did Johnny Carson used to say? You know, he's had this stuff in a hermetically sealed mayonnaise. Hermetically sealed envelope, yep. Yeah. So, you know, there's been that. But the vote is in. And the vote is yes. Yes. It is yes. And apparently what about fifty four percent is what I was told. Uh, what did I see? I saw something. I don't remember. Yeah, 50-something to 40-something percent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was close. I figured it would be really close. And, uh, and you know, we, we haven't commented about this. I haven't said anything, and, and, but I will make note. Um, there was no question that the village needed more funding. Is this the way I wanted to do it? Eh, Maybe not. You know, they didn't call and ask, you know. Yep. But that said, no question, there, there needed to be more funding. So uh, I hope this works. I hope it's a good solution. Um, I don't know. And, and I think we were maybe we might have pedaled a little too soft the other day. Let me be explicitly clear. October the 22nd, the POA board voted and there is a buy-in fee. If you buy a lot, it costs you $250. If you buy a home, it costs you $1,500. Uh, we don't have any more details about that, but we ask, is the buy-in fee legal in one of our last shows? Well, we might not have made it clear enough. It is existing. In January 1, it will begin. And I'm, uh, I'm suspecting its legality will be tested because it's it wasn't voted on. This was, but the, right. the buy-in fee wasn't. Right. So. We'll see where that takes us. Yeah, and for those of us that are not yet in the village, all I was disappointed. <laughs> I'll just I'll, I'll throw that I'll throw that out there. So when I come over there, you can expect to go fund me campaign. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, you got to buy before th- December thirty first. Well, there's that. There's that. There's yeah, that. So maybe I do have a that. gun. I've got a gun to my head to go ahead and and do something. You know, the thing that I, and I had asked. I'd ask Jeff in that show, there's just so many details that, that, you oh, know, it's, it's infinite that are, that are yeah. not out there, you know, like the qualifiers and like, okay, what about this situation? What about that? And I'm not saying that they haven't thought about it. I, I, I don't, I don't know, but let's talk about this. Let's talk about the assessment because as a person mm-hmm. that has done a little bit of homework and has talked to an awful lot of people who have lived in other communities around the country. Uh, where there is a, a decent sized monthly assessment, yeah. um, it seems to me pretty evident that the village is the village is certainly not in the upper end of that, or I even still be in the bargain category, yeah, or, bargain exactly, category. or even in the middle of the pack with that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's that. But would I be accurate? And I'm not asking. Well, I guess I am asking you to speak on behalf of everybody, which is terribly unfair because I realize opinions are all over the board sure. and a place like the village. We, we, we are very aware that there's all kinds of people. There are people on really severely fixed incomes and who no doubt are going to look at this. And I get that it can be easy for somebody to go, it's 30 more dollars a month or it's this Mm -hmm. one. 
But I also understand that there are people that the margin in their life, it absolutely can be that narrow. Can be pretty thin. That's not lost on, that's not lost on us at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems to me that one of the big concerns is less about the dollars and more about the responsibility or the accountability for, are those dollars going to go where they really most need to go? Am I, yeah. am I reading the tea leaves? Correct. I think that's been probably the, uh, the, the no vote side has, has really ballyhooed that. And, and Randy, we've had this conversation. Let's get this out of the way. And, and I, once again, I'm not answering for the entire village and I can't, but you know no. where I'm going. That's right. Um, but let's be very frank about this. Uh, you know, um, I, I do not know of any municipality on the planet that does not make monumental to significant mistakes. Uh, some of the mistakes that the negative, the no people wanted to hold up, um, I thought were marginal. Uh, some of them were significant, but, but every municipality, no, but nobody runs a municipality perfectly. I, I don't, I don't see I how you do that. One. I haven't seen it either. That said, um, I think a lot of times the last time there was one of the vote increases is that we promised we were going to redo Balboa golf course. And we ended up building, building the Woodlands fine arts center instead. And that, that's been 20 years ago ish, um, 18 to 20 years ago. And frankly, it's not that those funds didn't go to help improve Balboa golf course. They just didn't rework it. Like they said they were going to, um, I think one of the things that is a little bit misleading to me is that it's, 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 it's like puppies and kids. Well, we're taking up a fund for the kids and we're taking up a fund for indigent puppies or, or runaway puppies. Well, who's not going to devote to that, right? Well, roads and streets and utilities, who's not going to vote for roads and streets and utilities. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, is that we do need roads and utilities, but we also need comparable wages because in this increasing inflationary time, you know, if people can work for the POA or if they can get a job doing something else, we're going to lose quality talent in that ballpark. So it's not sexy to talk about how we're going to pay the employees more, but it's reality. I mean, we need to do that. It, it doesn't sound as fundamentally good as replacing the roads and streets, but it's part of what needs to happen. Am I, am I fair? Yep. Yep. How, how widespread do you think is the, is the notion that the, the POA is just grossly irresponsible because as an outsider looking in, I just don't see that I could be wrong, but I just don't see I don't, I don't see ill-intended people. I don't see people that are trying to sabotage the village. I don't see people that don't want the best. Now we may not agree with all the decisions. In fact, I'll go on record and tell you, you're probably not going to, and it doesn't matter who is serving. Mm-hmm. You're still probably not going to agree with, with everything. I've never lived in a community where the, there was a hundred percent support. Um, uh, sometimes elections for council members, i.e. board members in the village mm-hmm. is, is razor thin. Um, and they mostly, I can tell you working with municipalities, a lot of it is pet project driven. Hmm. You know, a person gets elected because they have a pet project. I like that pet project. I can get on board with that pet project, but the other fella 
down on the other end of the of the dais. I don't much like his pet project. I'm not much on board for his. You know, I mean that typically. I'm not saying that this is the POA. No. I'm just saying that in municipalities that that typically is how it rolls. And I have facilitated enough meetings with with these kinds of groups to know that if you go in and you ask these people to to give us some sense of what really matters to you and you've got seven people, you've got a mayor and you got six council people, you okay, you might not get six or seven different answers, but you're probably going to get five. Mhm. Yeah. And that's well, it, this is just how it works. Well, and, and two things come to my mind, and, and we can speak of previous administrations. And one of the things that, that we've spoken about before is that um, when Miss Nally was here, who, who I like, uh, there were many accusations that she was trying to build monuments to herself or, you know, you know, you talk about a pet project. Well, you know, sometimes people have pet projects because they when they leave, they want their legacy to be, see, I built this, mm-hmm. which is a valid point. And, and let's face it. A lot of the wonderful things we have around our United States were built by people who wanted to leave a moment of legacy. That's not a sin. Um, but it seemed kind of all or nothing. And I think a lot of people were disappointed by that. Uh, and I, I've made this analogy with John Paul before, you know, we keep talking about Balboa golf course where I went to get a lunch today, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. And, you know, they're talking about a million dollar rakeover and, and Jeff had talked about bulldozing it to the ground simply because it had so many repairs to be done. And, and, uh, and, and me, I'm a simple guy. I said, you know, I think we ought to just change out the carpet in the men's restroom. So it doesn't smell like piss all the time, but that's me. See, I'm, I'm looking for a small piece of the pie. So, um, you know, we, we've interviewed Mike Varney on here before too. And Mike's a very interesting guy with a lot of perspective, um, who's really made some serious investment in the village. And one of the things he talked about was the little things on the golf course, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I had uh, to, to, to you golfers that are listening, uh, the back nine of Magellan is, is looks like part of it looks like, um, Augusta. It is simply gorgeous. You walk over the edge, you look down at the Creek that is running out of the back of Lake Balboa. And you'll look at a 14 inch smallmouth bass, just staring at you in the lake because the water in the water in the, in the Creek, because the water is so crystal clear, it's gorgeous. Then you walk around two other holes and there's a couple of bare spots with gravel. And I'm like, we can't afford sod. I bet we could put afford to put some sod down or maybe just some grass seed and hay. Right. Yeah. There's just, there's, there's that last couple of percent of things that could make the village just, just sparkle. And I hope that's what the money gets spent for. I really do. Like I say, it, it's not going to be sexy and attractive to say, yeah, well, we, you know, we ended up giving the staff a 5% raise or an 8% raise or whatever. Yeah. The, the people that voted no, are probably going to be more aggravated by that. But the fact of the matter is the people that voted for no, probably are more times than not on a fixed income. And, you know, they don't have to struggle with the family income issues that our employees do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's just a lot of dynamics and a lot of pull and push, um, in a, in a, in a very convoluted time, there was an article on planet money four months ago, five months ago, they were talking about what the post pandemic looks like. And they were talking about what happened after the 1921 pandemic. And, uh, they talked about in 1921 that the entire baseball season, Every game attended in 1921 was under 45,000 people. The 1922 pandemic, uh, the post-pandemic crowd was over 1.8 million. The, the place was just packed. 
And then in 1923, they had a crash, I think, on Wall Street or something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But my point being that, you know, we're in that surge push and pull thing. And where's the, the it's hard to find where the ground is. Does that make sense, Randy? Yeah. And I think that's a lot of, I think that's a lot of the collective psychology too. I think just the, the general unrest and the general anxiety is nobody knows. I mean, if Mm -hmm. if somebody tells you that they know, I don't trust it. I don't trust Mm -hmm. it. Uh, I I know some really, I follow some really brilliant economists and their insight is insanely, insanely good good and quite often very precise uh because these are people that are following data points that the average bears among us myself included we just we don't pay attention to right we we just we we grab we grab headlines we grab these instagram these these clickbait headlines and we think we have the story these are people that are looking under the hood and and really analyzing stuff and many of these people are I mean, they're shrugging, they're shrugging their shoulders because there's just so many moving parts to all of this because of COVID, uh, and now kind of, sort of, well, I mean, come on, are we coming out of it? Have we come out of it? You know, there's not this defining moment of like, well, that was the pandemic and now there's this, well, it, it's still here. We know vastly more about it than we used to. Uh, but all of the economic uncertainty now couple on top of that, the graying of America, mm-hmm. uh, those of us that are, that are getting older and facing a retirement that if you, if you, uh, if you read any of the stats at all, the majority of us are largely unprepared for, um, and then the social security uncertain. I mean, there's just uncertainty. Uncertainty is the, the, I think the byword of, of our age. And I get that a vote like this can, you know, it can seem like, well, we're just, you know, we're, we're giving them a blank check. I just, I don't buy that. Uh, I don't, I don't buy that. These are ill-intended people. Uh, could they do some things better? Sure. Who couldn't, but, but who couldn't so, do some things so, better? But so, so could Dennis and I, you know, yeah, that, that's I mean, for sure. We're yeah. not we're, this isn't the perfect podcast and it's never going to be, you know, we want to get better. We want to do, we want to do better. I, I wonder, I wonder you as a, as a long-term resident there, you know, I mean, at what point do you, at what point do you just forget the stinking past and whatever, whatever sins that a GM four GMs ago did, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I I've had to ask you these names. I mean, give me context. Okay. You know, this name and that name, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, I mean, I came and visited in 2018 and that person was long gone then. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, at what point do you like forget about it already? I agree. We need to learn from history. I I get all that, but there's a difference in trying to learn from it. And let's go back and revisit it. Let me beat you over the head with it constantly. I don't get that. Help me understand that. Well, uh, I, you know, and yeah. Okay. On one step, you do have to let go of history. And, and I I joke about this because, you know, you'll hear uh, Croatians and Serbs 
when you ask why are you having a war and they'll say well you know in 1429 your great 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 grandfather slapped my grandfather yeah so you got to let go of it sometime i got that bills and mccoy's kind of stuff exactly 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 and you do have to let go of it at some time, but at the same time, there are lessons to be learned from things. And, and I think the, the lesson that we still, and, and you know, I'm eager to get Jennifer on here and I'll talk more about this. Uh, but the, Jennifer the lesson, Allen, the- yeah, Jennifer Allen, I'm sorry with the village voice. Uh, and I'll, I'll just segue to this one time we asked Jennifer one time, you know, what, what pressing point would you bring up? And she asked a very poignant question. And she said, what does the village want to be when it grows up? And we both just like, wow, that's a good question. Um, because we've had the, is it a retirement community? Is it a, is it a, a, a resort? Is it a, look, it doesn't matter what we call it. The, the part of the, the piece of history that I think we can't let go of is our origin story. And that is, is that we had a developer, had a developer, and then the developer formed a POA, and they also formed a town homeowners association, but they formed a property owners association. And that was an incredibly symbiotic relationship intentionally. And the way it worked best is when it was symbiotic. It was designed to be two parts of a, of a marriage, as it were. You know, people would come knock on the door and go, nobody picked up my trash this week. And Cooper would go, okay, go down there and talk to the POA. Somebody would come in and say, I want to sell my lot. And the POA would go, go down there and talk to Cooper. Well, all this has kind of been puffed, just kind of dumped onto to the POA. And the POA is still trying to find its feet. So how responsible is it? How, um, how objective driven is it? Which you and I know some people on the board that are working hard to, to move more toward objectives as opposed to just coasting along and see where we go to. Um, but I'm afraid either the, the POA has to be run more like a, a smart corporation. And by smart, I mean aware of what the optics look like sometimes. Uh, and, and less of a club, if that sounds fair. Yep. And, and to, to answer your question, and I, I didn't mean to, to dance around it so far, I think there is an extremely vocal but extremely small minority that love to express their opinions about how awful and terrible. And, you know, I actually have been banned from one site two different times for calling somebody a henny penny because they were running around with their head cut off. Like the sky is falling. And apparently, apparently Randy, who knew, but henny penny is a term of derogatory hate and you, you get banned from that. Who knew, right? Wow. Who knew? I didn't know. Did you? Yeah. But I, I think there are some henny pennies and I'll stand on that since this is our platform and I don't think you're going to kick me off. No, uh, but there are some henny pennies. There are some people running around with their head to holler like their heads are going to cut off, but I, I, well, I want to, be to fair, you know, listen, as the, as, as we all grew you know, they, these are people that are going to gripe no matter what. Yeah, they, you know, they wouldn't I, be happy. Much. If if you say the sky is blue, they're going to argue with you. And if you say yeah. it's whatever color they want you to say it is, then they're going to change on you and say, no, it's blue. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's that rock throwing crowd that, as, as I call them, and, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. We will tell you if you're not inside our Facebook group, please come and join because it's not how we roll and we don't put up with it much. Yeah. Well, and frankly, it's a really self-policing group, Randy. I mean, you and I would look in and we're the admins of this group and we look to see if anybody's, you know, playing outside the bounds or whatever. But, you know, when somebody makes something kind of snotty, 
we have one of our members, our members nine times out of 10 goes, no, it's not like that. It's not like that. Yeah. We've only had it happen once so far. Exactly. Well, and what, what do I think the average villager is? I think the average villager is by far and away, just like the average American, they are middle, moderate, middle of the road people. There are wild advocates on one end that are 10%. We've absolutely got to have these funds. And there's another five to 3% on the other end. That's like, they've wasted them. We can't give them another dime. There's no way we could possibly trust them with anything. And in the middle are all these quiet people, all these quiet people who are sane (laughs) and have a fair, reasonable opinion. And they think, and they, they plan it out and they go, well, you know, I don't really want to pay more money, but you know, for what I'm getting, it's a pretty good deal. Well, nobody does, you know, nobody, nobody does, but the reality, take my money, take my money, please. Yeah, I mean, the realities are, they are what they are. Well, and, and, and people have got such an investment. I don't care if you've got the smallest town, town home in the village, or if you've got the most palatial mansion in the village, you you've, you've got a lot on the line. Mm-hmm. You have got a lot on the line. And so the, the, the maintenance of the place and, and then the niceness of the place matters to, to everybody. Um, well, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a dog in the hunt at this point. I just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't going to be shocked really one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew it'd be close. And I understand the money and I understand the constraints of, of trying to operate, what amounts to a municipal government that does not have any taxing authority at all. That's a big limitation. That is well, a and, and no taxing limitation, no taxing turn back. No, you know, none whatsoever. No. And, and that's a fact that's lost on a lot of people too. But, but I will say uh, no taxing turn back, no authority like that at the same time. I don't think people were looking at what the other option was. I was a little aggravated with the POA when they were like, we've got to vote. This is our only vote. Well, yeah. Malarkey. We could have done this in March again. I mean, we can vote again next week sure. or next month. Sure. This is malarkey. But, but I will tell you what they didn't talk about. The nuclear option, as a former president would say, the nuclear option was if there was a, a water treatment failure, if there was some joint calamity, We could have been, not that we wouldn't be, but we could have been subject to a special special assessment that, you know, went for two years or four years or five years because, and people lose this point. People think the POA is out there. The POA is right here. Yeah. And because it's all of us. And if the, if the village suffers a $10 million loss, part of that $10 million is going to come out of Dennis's pocket. Okay. It's going to come out of everybody's pocket. And I think we kind of lose that thinking that it, because we, it feels like a town, it feels like a city and it's not, um, I will say this and I will, and this is probably where Diane and I are looking, you know, we're going to take several of our lots that together with, with, uh, with Jeff, our business partner, there's something like 55 or something like that. And then he has, you know, this large other number, uh, we're going to be building on those lots to convert those and then sell them, which that just makes sense. But, but I can name you probably five, maybe six lots that we bought that they were marginal. They were marginal. And, you know, if the double, if the dues are doubled on that, you know, it it really doesn't mean that much to me. I may be giving that back or I may sell it to somebody real cheap or I may something. So 
you know, where we've got blue chips and they're really, really nice blue chips, man, we're hanging on to those and looking sure. for more where it's a so, so lot that maybe we look back and go, eh, you know, in retrospect, maybe we wouldn't have bought that. Yeah. We may be letting go of that because we're not going to pay dues on it for the next 10 years. So yeah. Well, just and, reality. and let me, uh, before we, uh, before we say good, goodbye on this one, you know, the whole, I, I grew up in the sixties and seventies, there was this big movement, America, love it or leave it. And you would see bumper stickers and you would see stickers, you know, uh, to the, to that claim. And I, I can't tell you where it all started. I, I'm sure the Vietnam war had some part to play in it back in the day, but I, I grew up as a, as a, as a kid seeing that. And I remember having conversations with, with the adults in my life and it just didn't make any sense to me as though, okay, let's not, we're not going to try to fix anything. You have to accept it exactly as it is. And if you don't like it, then leave. I, I certainly don't subscribe to that at all. I don't subscribe to that when it comes to however you feel, whether you were for this or you were opposed to this, you know, the village, love it or leave it. I want to see the village continue to grow and thrive and improve and, and maintain, but we all know the realities just to maintain has a, has a high cost mm -hmm. and yeah. you, you really probably aren't going to pull that off. You know, you, you're either probably getting better or things are regressing, you know, entropy happens, mm -hmm. right? So it does. See, it, all it, these yeah. leaves behind you on that deck, those leaves, you just aren't going to leave all those leaves on there year after year after year. If you do that, that deck is going to rot out from under you mm -hmm. and that's just the way life works. And so I don't know, I, I, I believe my intuition tells me we, we love this place. It's what started this podcast and we want the best for this place. We can disagree about how we get there or how we go about it, just like we do with our country. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. we certainly can disagree without being disagreeable and at least try to understand each other. And maybe if we can work toward some better understanding, we might be able to figure some things out. Maybe I think, I think so. And, uh, one of our, both of our mentors, uh, who we never knew, you know, 40 years ago, 30 years ago, we were listening and watching the same guy, but Jim Rohn had a great quote. Jim Rohn was a motivational speaker and, uh, just a, a farm boy from Idaho. He would always say a uh, very common man. And, and he had a quote that just <laughs> several that just stuck in my head. And one of them was every garden must be tended not to think so is naive. And uh, if it's your garden of your relationship, if it's your garden of your family, if it's your garden of your job, if you're your garden of your Eden, you know, your paradise Eden, that, like behind me, every garden must be tended. I don't blow these leaves off. The deck will rot. You're exactly right. And it takes a little maintenance every day all the time. And yes, I blew the ones off the front porch, but I didn't blow the ones off the back porch, Randy. And I'm going to catch it because of that. Cause Diane's going to say, why didn't you blow the back ones before you did the show? And she'll have a point. She'll have a point. So maybe the moral of that for the story it, we're telling it needed, it did, but maybe the moral of that story is, is that wives drive the world. Maybe that, no, is that, no, that's not it. That's, is that, no, I think it could be, could be. <laughs> it is true. I will make note. I will make note. Um, We've said a lot of things about Cooper and we've talked a lot about things. Uh, I'll, I'll, two things I wanted to finish on if I could. Number one, 
if today this place went belly up, nose up, toes up, and everybody walked away, it would still be one of the most remarkable places I've ever walked into. A phenomenal, phenomenal development. When you see the infrastructure under this lake behind me, there are water lines, there are sewer lines, there are power lines that go under this very deep lake in many places. This just didn't happen. I mean, there was a lot of planning, a lot of money that made all that go and made it all come together. And it just, it just doesn't happen on its own accord. That said, uh, it's worth every investment that we have. And I'm going to kind of look in the crystal ball a minute and tell you and Randy, some of our conversations and listener and viewer, um, between this increase and between the development that's happening and between the reserve properties that Cooper is selling, um, I remember people telling me when I would come here in the 2000s and they were telling me what it was like in the 1990s, and it had changed somewhat significantly in some places. Uh, between 2005, 2010, 2015, it really hasn't changed that much. We're about to see a set of changes unlike we have ever seen in this village. The 50 acres out on the very far end that uh, Brandon has purchased, the uh, article in the Village Voice again this morning just about the uh, spa development there outside uh, of uh, DeMonte, uh, across the street, Pacifico, Brandon's building all, all that, uh, other uh, developments that are happening. Brandon uh, Tedder, Renaissance. Brandon Tedder with the Renaissance, yeah. Um, there are so, so many things that I really can't tell you about that we know about but the village is about to have some significant changes. I mean, landscape changes in the next five to 10 years that some of us may not recognize. And, and, you know, you know, we've talked about this with John Paul, you know, we want to maintain it. Well, sometimes to maintain it, you still have to grow and improve just to maintain, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, and there's that <laughs> get off my lawn He's shaking his fist at the camera. For yeah, those you know, that are listening. and listen, and and I get it. You know, per, permit a permit a. This is now. I'm going to do it. Per, permit yeah. a permit a a a biblical comparison. I like it. So the Jews who reject the Lord and the Gentiles. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, what? what? These these Gentiles are going to get in on our party. <laughs> We don't want them. We, we do not want these Gentiles in on our party. Who invited a bunch of Gentiles well, in here? What is he think he's the here's, savior here's or something? The, here's the question, and this isn't. Do not send me hate mail. I won't accept it. You know, not I'm not. Our, I'm not. not I'm not anti-Semitic. It's it's got nothing no, no, no. to do with that. This is history. This is biblical history. Yeah, sure. You know, but here's the point. So the Jewish Christians would be sacrificing what? For the, Gentile, for the Gentiles to also be Christians, the answer is nothing. It, 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 you're sacrificing. It's not costing you. You're not giving up your salvation so that they can, too, have salvation. It's, And I look at it in similar mm. fashion. So, well, I don't want this spa. Okay. And, this, and you live wherever you live, and this spa is over here where they are, and it, they're on our roads, and they're <laughs> – I don't, I don't get that. I really just don't get that. It's like, and it's going to cost you what? Uh, I don't, I don't understand. You know, you, you're not, you're not, you're not sacrificing. It, it is helping the 
community thrive. It is helping the community grow. It is helping the economic impact is without question. Now people can argue, well, it's not enough and it's going to bring in this. And, you know, it's again, I go back to the point. It still is the, un, it's the unknown. We know it what is. we know. We it know is. what we know. We don't know what we don't know. But how many times have we, have we all 175 or more days ago, yeah. we had not started this podcast. Who knew? And what a journey it's taken us on. Well, what friend. if we wouldn't have done it? Yeah. What if yeah. we wouldn't have done it? What if we said, you know, these, you know, and other podcasters could say, well, you guys, y'all can't start another <laughs> podcast. The last thing we need on the planet is one more podcast. You know, you HSV guys, you, you know, HSV guys get off our podcast, take, taking our listeners away and whatnot. <laughs> well, but if you don't do it, you don't know. I'm not saying that everything yeah, is, every yeah. decision is, is smart. Every decision is wise, but I look at some of these development things that are happening and right. I just don't, un I understand the fear being the fear of the unknown. I don't understand the reality because so many times was it Twain who said, you know, most of the bridges that I worried about that I'd have to cross, I never crossed them. Yeah. And yeah. it just seems to me that there's an awful lot of that. And unfortunately there's a lot of fear mongering, which we're trying our best to not contribute to. That's true. That's true. I, but you know, until you, I heard you say it, I didn't mean to laugh out loud. I really didn't. But, you know, they're using our roads. <laughs> I got news well, I for see you. it. I see it on social media all the time. It's like the number one complaint. You know, they're on our roads. I got news I, for you. I got news for you. If nothing was on our roads, they would still deteriorate. Well, if you just left the roads and nobody drove on them. You know, I'm right. You know, I'm right. You know, we know see this right. on social media right. all the time. You know, they're using our roads. I actually it's like I, of all the things. I mean, they're not using your driveway, you know, I, okay. I could get that, but they're okay. They're on the roads. It's so I had, I had a guy this last week, a very smart attorney tell me that he did not understand why, uh, the POA dues were not equal for lots and for homes because the people that had homes contributed a lot more. And I'm like, what, How, what, what? what, yeah, that's what he said. He said, the people that own homes contribute a lot more to than the what? people who just had lots. And, I, but I, I can see that. I can see that maybe people that had homes would use the amenities more provided we were making money on the amenities. And I can see where they would be paying for the water treatment because a vacant lot wouldn't pay for the water treatment and that kind of thing. But if everything is relatively based on cost, you know, somewhat, then I don't see how a vacant lot in the middle of the woods is more, is, is getting more benefit than I know. I know than a home. Yeah, I don't get yeah, and this is a smart guy. I'm not. Arguing well, here's what him. I do. Here's what I do get because Jeff, G, Jeff Atkins, we've had this conversation. He has an opinion by the way. Well, the two. Yeah. And, I, knew? and I, yeah. And I, and I love it. Uh, the, you know, the whole two, the two tier thing. Yeah. The thing that does seem obvious to me, I'm not casting a vote cause I don't have one literally or figuratively, but the two tier thing, the, we, them. Yeah. I do hate yeah, the, yeah. we, them, the, we, them. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. It is what it well, is. And, and here's, here's what happened though. It, it, the, we, them was the resident versus the non-resident. Exactly. 
And then when we split that into votes, then it, it did kind of become we them because the oh, no people question. who don't live here have a different objective than the people who do. That's right. And and I will make note, and, and I'm not a controversial, I don't try to be controversial. How about that? Um, you just naturally are. It just naturally comes to me, Randy. <laughs> But but I will make one note that the uh, and I haven't seen it yet. Maybe it'll be in the Villa Village Voice uh, in the next day or so. Uh, I didn't see the breakdown last time we had a vote like this, Randy. They talked about how many non-residents voted what way, and how many residents voted what way. Will that be forthcoming? Do you think? Yeah, yeah the typically they do break okay. that out. So I, I, by by not breaking that out yesterday, I was like, what? Why are we not? Why are we not discussing this? You know. Because the last time that we had a vote that way, I mean, they broke it down to the quarter of a percent that voted from outside and the quarter that voted from inside, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I hope that that information is forthcoming pretty soon, because I, I think that's pretty, pretty telling. You know, uh, it would be easy to say, well, the non the non residents would surely vote for the residents to be doubled while the, you know, right. theirs goes up gradually. Who wouldn't right. do that? Right. Yeah. So, but once again, I'll tell you what the moving story is. The moving story is, is that I bet there will be a lawsuit over the, uh, the buy-in fee. I don't, I just, I just don't see it. It wasn't voted on it. It should be, it could be easily called a special assessment that was not voted on by the laity. So. Yeah. And I will say, I will say this before I let you wrap it up and take us home. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll issue one, one criticism. I know for a fact that this group of people, the board, they could absolutely handle the outward facing, in my opinion, that, that could absolutely be improved upon, you know, the transparency and, and the being more forthcoming and I get it. It's a, it's a horrible job. Anybody that would want to be impaneled. I mean, my hat's off to all of them. Absolutely. I have a great respect, a ton of time, a ton of attention, an incredibly thankless job. You gotta, you know, you live in a glass house. You're going to take hits. Uh, you're, you're, you're going to create enemies. Everybody and their dog is going to, you know, have a, something to say about what you do. Um, so I certainly am not a PR expert, but I'm enough of a communicator to know. Yeah. You, you, that part of it could certainly be be handled, I think, in a better way. I hate that it's a group of people that may not have as, as much trust in the community as they probably deserve. Mm, I think uh, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I'll leave it at that. Well, I, I agree, and and uh, but you know your point's well taken, and we do need to come back to that. We need to thank the board, whether we agreed, voted yes, no, whatever. We pre- appreciate their their endless hours of devotion and effort into doing this. And, and, you know, there's no question. I will tell you this, the person that I disagree with most still has the betterment of the village in their heart, which I will not agree, disagree with that. That's a wonderful thing. And I appreciate that. I sincerely, now, would we do it the same way? No, no, maybe not. But, and I, I think I would say the, the buy-in fee, the optics on the buy-in fee could have been better. I probably could do something better today too. I'm pretty sure. I'm guarantee you there's yeah, something well, I should have done better. Both my hands uh, in the air. Yeah, hands in the air, hands in the air. Well, for Hot Springs Village Inside Out, I am Dennis Simpson, and he is Randy Cantrell. And we appreciate you joining us again. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hot Springs Village Inside Out. 
a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend.